0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: The Democrats are frantically trying to smear Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett and in the process exposing just how radical they really are. Twitter and Facebook are ramping up their censorship of conservative voices in the run-up to the election. Nancy Pelosi freaked out on Wolf Blitzer for asking why she's blocking coronavirus relief. And the president held a rally in Johnstown, PA last night, and the crowds are getting even bigger. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now. And thank you for tuning in to Right Now. This conversation never ends. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Jim Dawes. Shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or you can call or text the vent line. Leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That number again is 772-245-0750. Leave your calls there. And if they're good, we'll use them on the broadcast. Well, we're going to get all into the uh, confirmation hearings of Amy Coney Barrett in the second half. The Democrats, they tried to structure this. They know they can't stop her confirmation, so they tried to turn these hearings into a, um, a, a, a an infomercial for the, the uh, elections. And uh, by any measure, it's backfiring because in their frenzy to try to pin Amy Coney Barrett down, they're showing themselves as being so far separated from the, the values of this country and any sort of reasonable way of conducting, uh, the Supreme court and uh, they're going further and further out. It's kind of fun to watch, but I want to start uh, with an update of the shooting death of the Patriot protester in Denver. On yesterday's show, I pointed out that a fellow named John Teagan had appeared on Tucker Carlson's show Monday night, and had uh, had pointed out that um, it, it was observed that this uh, Nine News crew that employed this so-called security guard that ended up um, shooting this patriot protester um, were seen huddling with a, a, a violent instigator that uh, chased the uh the patriots as they were leaving their demonstration and tried to incite a, a fight if you look closely at the video you can see this guy is carrying a uh, a sidearm on his belt under his shirt and uh what he's trying to do is uh um, get people to mace him so that he can have a, a an opportunity to pull out the gun at the very least and possibly quite possibly from what we've seen uh, shoot one of these people it didn't work out and so uh, the, the security guard actually ended up confronting one of the protesters, trying to take his can of mace away. When the Patriot protester backed up, he pulled uh, the, the so-called Pinkerton, pulled a gun, the protester uh, sprayed the mace and uh, almost instantaneously was shot and killed, shot in the head. So now John Tegan is, uh, is pointing out that it appears for all the world that, uh, this was a coordinated event designed to generate footage of a confrontation. And, um, the interesting thing about this is Facebook and their, their sister platform have quickly shut down John Tegan's, uh, pages on those platforms. I also went looking on Twitter for, uh, Clips from uh, from this interview, and uh, they are being suppressed on Twitter as well. So, just to do my part to make sure this information gets out there, I want to play um, that interview with Tucker Carlson, or at least a clip of it.
2: Aaron, actually, the owner of Nine News actually helped helped. Um push the uh, the soup drive, and with Nine News, they actually had an agitator. They had the murder that was with them um, during during the whole entire process of the of the muster. The agitator, which had a Black Guns Live Matter uh, shirt on, so I always refer to him as a Black Guns, uh, Black Guns Matter guy. He just started immediately coming up to us, obviously calling us white racists, we're Nazis, uh, supremacists, every everything under the book. Uh, we had a, a politician, uh, Casper, that was. Was there and he's he's a he's a black individual the moment he started he moment uh casper came up he immediately went to him called him a house house brother but he used the in uh, the n-word and okay. every other um uh, individual of color he immediately attacked them called him a house brother of um course. and just again just wanna say I'm, I'm gonna kick your ass, I'm gonna do this the whole entire time. And just prior to us leaving, uh, the the producer, the the murderer, and the aggressor are all huddled in the corner having a nice little long conversation. And wait, then as wait, we started, wait, 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 to may, egress, may I stop you the, there?
3: So the the man contracted yes, by
2: by Pinkerton Doloff who fired the shot,
3: the producer from Nine News, and the guy in the Black Guns Matter shirt who was screaming at the pro police demonstrators—they were all together
2: talking. Yep, they were huddled just before we started exiting. Um,
1: he immediately came up, uh, started attacking uh, one. Uh, actually, a pretty, pretty good size uh, uh, black individual. So this was a staged event. This is information that American people need to, to see in order to understand what exactly happened there and the real violent nature of Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and their. Uh, handmaidens in the media, but it's being, uh, it's being censored now in a related event, also in Colorado, um, James O'Keefe and project Veritas have gone undercover and filmed a a Democrat party official from Colorado, a fellow named Chris Jacks talking about, um, how the radical left, a means to hijack the Democrat Party, and uh, and use it to to implement their revolution. This is uh, very reminiscent of um, of the undercover video that they got uh, during the Democrat primaries and the Bernie Sanders campaign, where they filmed people admitting that they were communists, admitting that their objective was to uh, to to ride. Uh, the Democrat party in order to promote a revolution where they uh, were talking about violence and, um, you know, putting people up against the walls and uh, bringing out guillotines. And, you know, you would think in light of the fact that this uh, Bernie bro in 2017, James T. Hodgkinson, who took a semi-automatic rifle and uh, attempted to commit mass murder on Republican Congressman, at that baseball game, you would think that it would get some traction in the media, but instead the media, including social media are busy suppressing and, um, ignoring all of this information here is the clip from project Veritas, uh, where they're talking about, um, uh, this, uh, Chris Jacks and the undercover video.
4: 2020
5: is a political revolution. I am going to do everything morally acceptable to win. I will lie, I will cheat, I will steal because that's morally acceptable in this <laughs> political environment. This is Chris Jax from Our
6: Revolution, a radical left 501c4 organization bent on creating a quote, political revolution in the United States. Jax represents the Democratic Party here in Colorado. And Jack says a Biden administration will be used to advance his political objectives or else there will be violence.
5: It's going to take a strategic hit against the the 21 that's in charge because that's who it is. It's killing killing random Nazis in the street, random (laughs) bootlickers. So you want to do some Versailles shit? You want to do some Antifa shit? You really want to change this country that way with violence? There's only one way to do it. you got to get people that are close to billionaires and start just random billionaires start turning them dead. I mean, Bezos are the top of the list. So I do think there needs to be a militant group, and I love Antifa for that reason. I love that there's, you, you always have to have somebody that's willing to hold up the flag and say, no, nope, this is the line in the sand, and we're the ones holding that line. But, but they ain't stabbing, mother like they used to. Talking about unions. <laughs> they don't have to, though, because they used to stop. See? Yeah. Know, and that's all we got to say. Guillotines, no. motherfuckers that's all i gotta say option a what i'm proposing option two slicey boys what are your choices which one do you want joe biden is presumably left-wing and he's got a functioning signing and as long as there's progressive legislation that comes across his desk i am confident we can occupy his house Know where he'll live, so there you think, and, and yeah, he, he wants to veto Medicare for all. Let him veto it. He's never leaving that house again without protest. Half of the struggle that I have ain't with Republicans, it isn't with the right wing, it's with moderates you know, yeah. in
1: the Democratic Party.
5: They underestimate how many people on the left are.
1: Organized, trained, armed, and ready to go. So, just uh, let's do a thought experiment here. Imagine that uh, an undercover video had caught a Trump campaign worker and a, uh, a an official of the Republican Party advocating armed revolution, uh, mass murder, and uh, and a, a you know a, a violent revolution. That would be on the front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post for a week at minimum. It would be all over CNN and MSNBC. It would be nonstop right up until the election. Instead, they have uh, kicked James O'Keefe off of Twitter, not as a response to this, but as a response to his previous exposés and they're doing everything that they can to to allow this uh this armed revolution to uh take root and sneak up on people by getting them to vote for a democrat party that tolerates this kind of stuff. You know, uh social media and the the media takeover by the democrats is the the biggest threat to the survival of this republic. You can't have Voters make an informed decision when so much information is being hidden from them. If you go on there now and question um, whether or not these mail-out ballots where Democrat governors are blanketing their states with uh, uh, ballots, regardless of whether or not people are you know, still re- registered or still um, alive or living at their their addresses, millions and millions of ballots, if you go on there and talk about that, they will—they uh, will terminate your account and suspend you. They call that election interference. We're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Rebel rousers, instigators, free access, agitators, fanatics, scallywag, scamps,
4: firebrands, rogues, scoundrels, mojo sexuals, mojo five zero.
0: It's true that some things change as we get older.
4: Instigators, Instigators free agitators,
1: fanatics, fanatics scamps, scamps, firebrands, rogues, scoundrels, mojo sexuals, mojo five zero. So Nancy Pelosi went on CNN last night for a sit down with Wolf Blitzer. It was an interview that went on about fourteen minutes. She was expecting, of course, you know the typical CNN softballs and game of patty cake. And uh, Wolf Blitzer, I, I guess he remembered back in the days when he was an actual journalist and thought he would ask a. A relevant question, he asked her why the Democrats were blocking this uh, $1.8 billion relief package that the, uh, the president uh, has offered, the Republicans actually have offered. $1.8 trillion, excuse me, I pulled a Joe Biden there. $1.8 trillion. $1.8 trillion used to be a lot of money in Washington. It's, it's still a lot of money. It's driving us deeper and deeper in debt. It's not enough for Nancy because she wants $3 trillion. She wants to take this opportunity to bail out um, Democrat states and cities that have mismanaged themselves for decades. And uh, when Wolf Blitzer pointed out that the American people need this relief now, we don't have time to uh, to sit there and let you guys play politics with it. Well, Nancy Pelosi uh, wasn't used to that, and she wasn't happy about it one bit
7: we're talking about the consequences of a pandemic that the symptoms of a problem that the president refuses to address but you know and that is and that that is the coronavirus. we know that we, is we the, know the, the problem
8: out there but there are millions of americans who have lost their jobs they can't pay the rent their kids need the food that's right and 1. that's what 1. we're 8, trying to get one point eight trillion dollars and the president just tweeted stimulus go big or go home he wants even that's more right. right now so why that's not right. why not work on that's a deal right. with him and don't let the perfect as they say here in washington be the enemy of the good
7: Well, I will not let the wrong be the enemy of the right. What's wrong with $1.8 trillion? You know what? Do you have any idea what the difference is between the spending that they have in their bill and that we have in our bill? Do you realize that they have come back and said all these things for child tax credits and earned income tax credits or helping people who have lost their jobs are eliminated in their bill? Do you realize they pay no respect to the fact that child care is very important for people whose children cannot go to school? Because they're doing remote learning, and yet they minimize the need for childcare, which is the is the tr- threshold with which people, mothers and fathers, can go to work if they have that. Do you have any idea of how? Under, that's precisely uh, just why Madam short, their that, concern. That's why it's so, it's so
8: important right now. Yesterday, I spoke to Andrew Yang, who says the same thing. It's not everything you
7: yeah, want, but, you know but there's you, a lot okay. there. Honest to God, you really, uh, I can't get over it because Andrew Yang, he's lovely.
1: (laughs) Her own party is is wondering why she continues to block that. You remember that she went on PBS and sat down with Susan Woodruff and said that she's determined that it is not advantageous for the Democrats politically to make a deal with the Republicans for coronavirus relief. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think we need to be spending this money. What we need to do is uh, put people back to work. But uh, Nancy uh, was not done yet.
7: And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that to you in All person. Right. Madam Speaker, virtually. These, are,
8: these are incredibly difficult times right now. Uh, and we'll leave it on that note. Thank you so much yeah. for joining no, we'll us. we'll
7: leave it on the vote that you are not right on this, Wolf, and i hate to say that All to right. you. But I feel confident about it, and I feel confident about my colleagues, and I feel confidence in my chairs.
8: And it's not about me. It's about millions of Americans who can't put food on the table, who can't pay the rent, and, we represent, trouble, them. and, we, represent them. and we represent them. And we represent them. And we represent them. These long food lines that we I know we you know are. We know them. You, I'm, I'm just we saying. We represent
7: them and we know them.
8: As we, we say. We know
7: them. We represent them. Don't let yes. the
8: perfect be the enemy of the good, as they say It is nowhere
7: in near perfect. Madam Speaker. Always the case, but we're not even close to the good.
8: All right. Let's see what happens, because every day is critically, critically important. Thanks so much thank for joining us. Thank you for your us.
7: sensitivity to yeah. our constituents' needs. I am sensitive to them,
8: because I see them on the street begging for food, begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank Have you so much. Have you said much.
7: them? We feed them. We we'll feed them.
8: We'll continue this conversation down the road <laughs> for sure.
1: We feed them, says Nancy Pelosi. No, you don't feed them. You you. uh Borrow huge sums of money and pass it out for political favors in order to get power. It's pretty disgusting. With all due respect, she says. (laughs) It was good to see uh, CNN sort of find their voice and uh, actually return to actual uh, hard questions for Democrats for a change. It's uh it's sort of been a trend over there at CNN. Uh, last week, Wolf Blitzer asked a Democrat or a uh, a Biden campaign spokesperson why he was refusing to just answer the question of whether or not he planned on packing the Supreme Court. Last night, uh, Fake Jake Fredo had Cory Booker on and uh, and again returned to that point.
9: Election to try to I un- think it's hurting day. Biden. That's why I ask you, Senator. I think okay. it's hurting Biden. I think when he was asked, would you consider it? Kamala Harris asked, well, we don't want to talk about it. we don't. Well, why? Why not? Doesn't he need a better answer than that um, about wh- what's going on here? I mean, I could think of two or three answers that are better than that one just off the top of my head is I'm not going to answer it good enough if you want to get people's votes on. And that issue matters. Well, your job is that my job as a Democratic senator. Uh, is, uh, we're up for re-election? I'm focusing on what's important. And I'll tell you this, this, you do know, Chris, you shouldn't shoot should all over, uh, the nom-
1: shouldn't shoot all over. Is that what he said? He's, uh, he's correcting Jake telling him he ought not to be, um, speaking ill of the Democrat nominee.
9: You shouldn't shoot should all over, uh, the nominee of your party. Uh, uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, he's campaigning incredibly hard, and he is uh, earning people's trust. They trust him more than the guy that's in office right now. So uh, far be it for me to shoot all over him. I'm simply going to get out there and work for him, work to take back the Senate, work to send Mitch McConnell into the minority.
1: Uh, so, so asking an obvious question, whether or not you intend to pack the court, according to Cory Booker, is uh, shooting all over? Sort of like uh, – Uh, You know, somebody entering into a marriage and saying, well, I'll answer the question whether or not I uh, intend to commit adultery after the wedding. You know, Biden keeps uh, dodging this question, saying he won't answer. The American people don't deserve an answer. And all it's done is uh, put that question first and foremost in uh, the reporters' minds. They're not terribly uh, original in their questions. So uh, they're asking them again and again. And Biden's answer is, I don't want to take the attention off the president and put it on this. That's a distraction. Well, if that's his rationale, it could not be a more irrational rationale. By refusing to answer the question, he has made that the issue. And, of course, the reason he refuses to answer the question is because, well, it's one of two things. One, he doesn't believe in packing the court, but he doesn't want to upset the far left of his party. Or, two... That's in exactly what he intends to do. He was uh, out on the campaign trail and having a, uh, an interview. I think the reason he's out there with these fake Potamkin Village campaign rallies is so that he can get um, you know coverage from local media markets. One of these uh, local media reporters pointed out that... Uh, Americans believe they're better off economically now, even after the coronavirus, than they were in the Obama administration.
9: Yes, uh, Gallup reported last week, 50%, 56% of Americans said that they were better off today than they were four years ago, would have been under the Obama-Biden administration. So why should people who feel that they are better off today under the Trump administration vote for you?
6: Well, if they think that, they probably shouldn't. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay. 56% of Americans say that they're better off now than uh, economically than under the Obama-Biden administration. Why should they vote for you? Well, they shouldn't. Well, that's 56%. I guess we can just uh, fold the tents and go home now. Biden tried to recover when he realized the idiotic words that came out of his mouth.
6: Shouldn't. They think 54% of American people are
1: better. 56% Joe, keep up
6: off economically today than they were in our administration well their memory is not very good quite frankly and in addition to that we have a president who doesn't share the value
1: wait a second did joe biden just claim that the american people didn't have a very good memory after not being able to remember the question that was posed to him just seconds previously 56 percent of americans believe they're better off, why should they vote for you? Well, they shouldn't if they believe that. 54% of Americans, he says, have bad memories. Oh, my God. <laughs> Biden was out on the campaign trail yesterday. He he was wearing two masks. One mask wasn't enough. So he had a mask on top of a mask. Either he's trying to point out just how important and the committee is the mask wearing or... More likely, he forgot that he already had a mask on when he put the second one on. Here's uh, Ronnie Jackson, former presidential physician, talking about Biden's mental fitness.
10: Again, I'm not saying it as as Biden's physician either. I've I've not taken care of Biden. He's never been my patient. I've never examined him. But what I can tell you is I've taken care of three presidents during three administrations, and I know exactly what's required to sit in that seat at the Resolute desk and make those decisions, both mentally and physically. And something's going on here. Biden's not he's not prepared for that. I mean, we look at this. We see this. You know, he has good days and he has bad days. And that's kind of how this usually transitions. We've seen it, you know, uh, with friends and family. You know, all of us have seen something like this. It doesn't just happen overnight. You just don't wake up one morning and you're completely cognitively impaired. It kind of happens over time. And you have good days and then you'll, you'll have bad days. And that's what's going on here. You can see he doesn't know where he's at. Uh, he doesn't know, uh, you know, what office he's running for. You know, he was in Ohio, thought he was in Pennsylvania, thinks he's running for the Senate. He said that multiple times. He has trouble articulating words. He has trouble finding words. Uh, and he shuffles a little bit when he walks and
1: it's hard to believe that they're going to be able to carry on this charade for the next three weeks, but we'll see. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll cover the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation hearings right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes and the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us. Brain
0: fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.
1: And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So Amy Comedy Barrett is just kicking their butts. <laughs> she's so prepared, she's so poised. She's got all of these cases at the tip of her fingers. Not using any notes, just sitting there and knocking down one ridiculous Democrat uh, statement accusation after another. Sheldon Whitehouse, the senator from Rhode Island, uh, didn't even bother to place any questions to her. He just took his 30 minutes of question time to, uh, to embark on an attack on the Republicans claiming that uh, they're using dark money. In order to advance this nomination he had all of these uh, charts and graphs up there with him that he was fumbling uh, with and you know trying to make a a big uh, production of here's a little bit of what it sounded like
4: around any court that I've ever been involved with where there's this much dark money and this much influence being used Here's how the Washington Post summed it up. This is a conservative activist behind-the-scenes campaign to remake the nation's courts. And it's a $250 million dark money operation. $250 million is a lot of money to spend if you're not getting anything for it. So that raises the question, what are they getting for it?
1: Uh, Maybe they're getting a judge that uh, abides by the Constitution and doesn't legislate from the bench. Let's see what he has to say.
4: Well... I showed the slide earlier on the Affordable Care Act and on Obergefell and on Roe versus Wade. That's where they lost. But with another judge, that could change. That's where the contest is. That's where the Republican Party platform tells us to look. ...at how they want judges to rule, to reverse Roe, to reverse the Obamacare cases, and to reverse Obergefell and take away gay marriage. That is their stated objective and plan. Why not take them at their word? But there's another piece of it. And that is not what's ahead of us, but what's behind us. What's behind us is now 80 cases, Mr. Chairman. 80 cases under Chief Justice Roberts that have these characteristics. One, they were decided five to four by a bare majority. Two, the five to four majority was partisan in the sense that not one Democrat, Democratic appointee joined the five.
1: So White House's point here is that uh, Republicans want to nominate people to the Supreme Court that will go along uh, or that will uh, overturn a lot of these uh, activist cases, and they're nominating people to the court that will abide by the Constitution instead. And they're 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 collecting money, dark money. It's awful. What do we do about this? Uh, it's just one little problem with that argument. Is that when it comes to using dark money in order to affect the judiciary, the uh, the Republicans are pikers. They're they're playing small ball compared to the Democrats. Ted Cruz pointed this out.
11: Even more interesting, when you look at Supreme Court nominations, we just heard an attack on the Federalist Society, a group that I've been a member of for over 25 years. I joined as a law student. It's a group that brings conservatives, libertarians, constitutionalists together to have robust discussions about the Constitution and about the law. What's interesting is nowhere in the Senator Rhode Island's remarks was any reference to a company called Arabella Advisors, which is a for profit entity that manages nonprofits, including the 1630 Fund and the New Venture Fund. Now, what on earth are those? Those sound like awfully dark and confusing names. Well, according to the Wall Street Journal this Sunday, in the year 2017 and 2018, those entities reported $987.5 million in revenue. That's nearly a billion dollars. We heard a lot of thundering indignation at what was described as $250 million of expenditures. In this case, you've got a billion dollars. The senator of Rhode Island said that, that much money – much of which is dark money that we don't know who contributed it. He asked, what are they getting for it? And by the way, one of the things they're getting for it is a group called Demand Justice, a project of those entities, spent $5 million opposing Justice Brett Kavanaugh and has just launched a seven-figure ad buy opposing your confirmation.
1: I mean, it's, uh, you talk about calling the kettle black. This is, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, the pot calling the thimble black. I mean, dark money, the Democrats, they're getting all the big bucks from these interlocking networks of so-called nonprofits that are funded by corporate America, but it got even worse at one point in the hearing, crazy Maisie Hirona, uh, had her chance And uh, watching uh, the low IQ, crazy Maisie go up against ACB almost made you feel bad for poor Maisie. She um, she actually asked the question of whether or not. Well, I'll let you listen.
7: Uh, Positions uh, for any of the committees on which they appear. Uh, I ask each nominee the said requests for sexual favor. Became a legal adult.
1: I am sorry for this. Uh, Here we go
7: some of you. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? No, Senator Hirono. Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? No, Senator. Judge Barrett, do you think it is
1: appropriate for justices to consider real-world impacts and their- so crazy Maisie spent her time asking Judge Barrett went to a uh, a Christian college has five children that she has uh, brought into this world two others uh, adopted whether or not she had committed rape rape I tell you. I don't think there's ever any uh, instance of a senator asking a female nominee to the court of whether or not they were a rapist. But that, uh, that wasn't deeply enough to delve for the Democrats. Cory Booker took his opportunity at the microphone to question whether or not Amy Coney Barrett was a closet Nazi. Um,
9: you've already spoken towards issues of racism and how you deplore it. But I want to just ask you very simply, and I I imagine you'll give me a very short, resolute answer. Um, But you condemn white supremacy, correct?
12: Yes.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to see So Booker used his time to ask whether or not she was a white supremacist as she's sitting there with uh, her two adopted black children next to her. And then he uses the uh, the opportunity of the question to try to smear the president with uh, the usual Democrat dishonest talking points. That You
9: said that. I wish our president uh, would say that so resolutely and unequivocally as well. But we are at a time that Americans are literally fearful because their president
1: cannot do that in the resolute manner in which you did. I'm- oh, my God. How many times does this president have to go on and disavow white supremacists and white nationalists and and racists. I mean, it's happened over a dozen times just since he's been president. He's actually issued proclamations from the White House condemning these things. This, of course, is uh, the Democrats in their desperation to try to hold on to the black vote despite the fact that they have been utter failures in improving the condition of black people and that this president has uh, done just the opposite. He has advanced um, black empowerment and black prosperity. But uh, they think if they call him a racist enough times that it will somehow transform it into the truth. Amy Klobuchar uh, was trying to, you know, get this nominee to commit that she would not overturn Roe versus Wade. And it sounded like this. Roe is super precedent.
12: How would you define super precedent? I, I, I actually, I might have thought someday I'd be sitting in that chair. I'm not. I'm up here, so I'm asking okay, you. Okay, well, people so. use super precedent differently. Okay. The way that it's used in the scholarship and the way that I was using it in the article that you're reading from was to define cases that are so well settled that no political actors and no people seriously push for their overruling. And I'm answering a lot of questions about Roe, which I think indicates that Roe doesn't fall in that category. And scholars across the spectrum say that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. But descriptively, it does mean that it's not a case that everyone has accepted and doesn't call for its overruling. (laughs)
1: Uh, That's not the answer she was going for. Here's, Here's a little bit more from Amy Klobuchar's,
12: I can just give you the same answer that I just did. I'm using a term in that article that is from the scholarly literature. It's actually one that was developed by scholars who are, you know, certainly not conservative scholars who take a more progressive approach to the Constitution. And again, you know, as, as Richard Fallon from Harvard said, Roe is not a super precedent because calls for its overruling have never ceased. But that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. It just means that it doesn't fall on the small handful of cases like Marbury versus Madison and Brown versus the Board that no one questions anymore. Is United States for Virginia military? Is that super precedent? Senator Klobuchar, if you continue to ask questions about super precedents that aren't on the list of the super precedents that I discussed in the article that are well acknowledged in the constitutional law literature, every time you ask the question, I will have to say that I can't grade it.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean it was really um it was really like watching um midgets versus uh NFL linemen in this uh this attempt to tie Amy Coney Barrett down to you know to some radical position. What the Democrats are uh, trying to do, of course, is uh, go back to their fallback argument that if, if we don't get our way. The people will die. Republicans want to kill people. This, this Supreme Court nominee is uh, cold-hearted, and, uh, and she's going to kill people if she's allowed to go to the court. It's a playbook that uh, people are getting tired of. Uh, it, it really doesn't play well, especially when you're talking about a, a Supreme Court justice whose fidelity is supposed to be the law. But that's what they've got. That's the, the pop gun that they're using against Amy Coney Barrett. We're going to run out to a break. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at the president's rally in Johnstown, Pennsylvania last night. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
7: These cuts are blood money. People will die. Let's be very clear. Senate Republicans are paying for tax cuts for the wealthy
3: with American jobs. Need kidneys? It's sad but decreed. Yet the senators hoarding one more than she needs. I offer this bill and I hope you'll vote aye. Unless of course you just want people to die. Traffic deaths have many crying with fear. Over thirty thousand people are dying each year. This modest change I propose must be applied. Unless of course you just want people to die. Alcohol deaths are exceeding comparisons. Black people, white people, Native American. We need to ban alcohol. It can't be denied. Unless of course you just want people to die. Murders are bad. They have no defenders. Yet many are committed by repeat offenders. I say lifetime in prison, whatever the crime. Unless of course you just want people to die. I don't have a bill or a grown to detail. I just need a short clip for my donor email. Tim, there's blood on your hands. You want people to die! That's good? Cool. Tim, dinner at five? Yeah. The car deaths I mentioned are terrible stuff Doesn't seem one seatbelt is ever enough You must vote for my act so that fewer will cry Unless, of course, you just want people to die the carbs, the container, we cannot ignore Whipped cream's killing more people than ever before This bill would be passed and be ratified If those people that didn't want people to die Why not weigh all the costs, the effects, the results Empathize with each other as if we were adults Use our brains to craft arguments, not vilify See that freedom's a tra- you want people to die? I died. Uh, Crossing the-
1: Yeah, they want people to die. Those evil Republicans, and now they're uh, putting somebody on the Supreme Court that's going to kill kill people. Well, the president was in Johnstown, PA. We continue to see these huge crowds to turn out for the president. It has. It, I mean, he hit the ground exactly where he left off in 2016. These these uh, uh, rallies are, have got huge attendance, and you juxtapose that with the media continuing to tell us that Donald Trump is is headed for a, a, a defeat, a humiliating defeat, where he's going to be frog-marched out of the White House and promptly slapped into uh, shackles and taken off to jail. Uh, uh you know, these are the same people that told us uh, it was going to happen in 2016, but they haven't learned any lessons or, or even moderated their, their, uh, predictions. And last night, uh, in Johnstown, it was, it was epic, huge, huge crowds. And, uh, the president, you know, he, he has to have Pennsylvania. He won there by about. Uh, 44,000 votes. I think it was in 2016, Joe Biden saying, I'm Scranton, Joe, I'm Scranton, Joe. I'm one of you. The problem is Joe Biden's got a record and it it, had not been good for Pennsylvania.
6: This is the place where generations of tough, strong Pennsylvania workers. Mind the coal, work the railroads, and forge the steel that made America into the greatest and most powerful nation in the history of the world.
1: Now, Pennsylvania is blue-collar, baby. And uh, it's a big union state, too. And Biden is counting on his support from the uh, the executive boards of these unions. But when you look at the numbers, he really doesn't have the support of the rank-and-file. And I don't think his uh, low-energy campaign is going to do anything to turn it around because Joe Biden was right there when all of these jobs were shipped overseas. He was right there when they were uh, shutting down the energy sector in Pennsylvania. He's been hunkered down in his uh, the basement of his uh, Delaware mansion claiming to be Scranton blue-collar Joe.
6: Like Biden, I know my job is to represent Pennsylvania, not Paris. We're representing Pennsylvania, not Paris.
1: The Paris Climate Accord, they believe, or they they try to make you believe, I should say, that the Paris Climate Accord is some sacrosanct um, agreement that we have to get back into. All the Paris Climate Accord did was take American tax dollars and send it to these third world dictators with vague promises that they were going to reduce their carbon emissions. The president has uh, taken that part of the agreement off the table while at the same time, actually delivering on reduced carbon emissions by unleashing our natural gas sector. The president once again, returned to the theme of law enforcement at last night's rally,
6: but we're putting our great coal miners back to work. Joe Biden and the Democrat socialists will kill your jobs, dismantle your police departments. You see that happening. And we've got, did you see in the debate the other night, I said to him, name one law enforcement agency, just one, in a whole country that supports you. He couldn't do it. Then Chris Wallace bailed him out. Then I say, how come you got the three and a half million from Russia? And they bailed him out again. He was choking like a dog. They bailed him out.
1: So that, uh, that hit on Biden that he doesn't have any support from law, law enforcement organizations is, uh, is devastating. It is true. The Biden campaign in response released a uh, um, a press release yesterday saying, well, now they have got the endorsement of 200, 200, I tell you, current and former law enforcement officials. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise. He was able to get some of these Democrat um, appointed uh, police officials in Democrat cities to sign on to his campaign. But you'll notice that not even the chiefs of police have come out in support of Joe Biden. They're normally a reliably Democrat constituency. He still, despite what this release uh, would would try to imply, doesn't have any support from law enforcement associations. There's been recent revelations that um, another one of the Biden clan is uh, is cashing in on his association with the former vice president this is biden's son-in-law married to his daughter i think her name is sarah biden who is a a position on uh, a coronavirus task force for the biden campaign
6: just this week we learned that another member of the biden family is getting rich off connections to joe his son-in-law just came out a big story. Is cashing in on the China virus pandemic just like Hunter? Where's Hunter? Crashed in on China. What do you
1: think where well, Hunter walks in and he walks out with a billion and a half dollars to manage? Oh, you're not allowed to talk about that. This is why these rallies are so important. Uh, you know, it's it's been blacked out largely on um, on the cable news channels, including Fox, by the way. It gets no coverage whatsoever. Uh, in the, uh, the conservative, um, so-called conservative Fox News. What's this clip here? Elections have consequences. This was a famous uh, Barack Obama quote.
6: And now Biden even refuses to answer questions unpacking the Supreme Court. You know, elections have consequences. Winning and losing an election, that's big consequences. And we've been winning elections. And they say, well, you know, Trump shouldn't be appointing the new justice because, well, I'm president. In fact, as you know, a lot of your great justices said, no, no, they're appointed. Justice Ginsburg just said recently, not so long ago, no, no, he's president for four years, not for three years. You appoint... Now, he was, she was referring to Obama, I think, or Clinton or somebody, but wasn't referring to me, I can promise you that.
1: Well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg authored a dissent of that when supposedly on her deathbed, she said, well, I want the new president to appoint my replacement. The new president, not the the next president? built into her so-called statement. I'm not sure if she made it at all. I, mean, I wouldn't put it past him for the Democrats to have ginned up that quote. But implicit in the quote is that uh, Trump won't be president anymore. I've got this clip here. This is from uh, Jorge Masvidal. He is a, a UFC fighter, a, an excellent UFC fighter with a solid work ethic that uh, came out with an endorsement of Trump that I think is actually going to get a lot of traction um, with his fellow Latinos.
13: I'm going to let you in on something. The Democrats just think that they're entitled to the Latino vote. They think that we just have to hand it over to them. That's right. We sure as hell don't. Asimismo. 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 They got to show us what they can do for us what they could do for our communities. We're not going to buy the same wolf tickets and false promises that destroyed great countries like Venezuela and Cuba. It's not going to happen. You know what else is not going to work for them? Playing Despacito on your cell phone to panda to us. Hell no. You got to give us some credit for having heads on our shoulders. I'm going to wrap this up with some words of Barack Obama. He said elections have consequences. That is true. And those words have never been more true than they are today. We either reelect President Trump and keep America great. Amen. Or we let Joe Biden destroy the greatest country the world has ever seen. Now I'm a professional athlete and I've been one for most of my life, so I've always seen things through a sports lens. That makes Donald Trump our head coach. And before the global pandemic, we were winning Super Bowls. And when you're winning Super Bowls, you don't fire the coach. You don't, it doesn't matter if you don't like the plays he runs, the players he puts on the field, or what he says on Twitter. You sure as hell don't replace him for another coach that's been in the business. For 47 years at every level and never won a fucking game.
1: <laughs> oh, man, they need to package that up and use it as a a uh, campaign ad. That really uh, says it beautifully. So did you see the story where Yelp, uh, this uh, review and rating service for businesses, is now uh, announced that they're going to give black marks or i guess in this case um a, a zero a rating on businesses that uh, are rated as having engaged in racist activities so yelp is uh has you know been sued quite a lot for false ratings that they have put on there but now not only are they going to allow uh their users to rate businesses but uh, Yelp is going to put their stamp on these businesses if they get too many ratings that they are somehow engaged in racist activities well what could possibly go wrong could businesses that uh, you know are com- competitors generate a whole bunch of ratings on here that would destroy their their competition by labeling or using Yelp to label them racist. It wasn't very long that um, the Antifa movement out in the Pacific Northwest got on board with this program and started flooding businesses that, uh, that they uh, want to target as somehow racist and insufficiently committed to Antifa and that Includes paying uh, Antifa tax and Black Lives Matter taxes. They have to pay a percentage in order to stay stay open. You know uh, what a great time to be a plaintiffs attorney. <laughs> I don't know if these um, these people uh, are so ideologically. Committed that they don't realize that they're about to get their asses sued if they uh, they follow through with this this insane plan. Anybody who disagrees with a a leftist is by definition a Nazi. And So Yelp's going to get on board with uh, labeling, and uh, I don't think it's going to be too long before the lawsuits fly. We got to. That takes us to the end of this edition right now. I want to thank you for joining us. And I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then.
0: It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging.